right? So I was going over uh, Dubliners, just making like my thorough notes, like with my little system that I have, anything worth keeping, I'll write down. And I, I, I had forgotten about this, but in that first story, Sisters, yep. there's the part where he, uh, is that like the wake? Yep. Starts, um, he wants to eat, like they give him a cookie or chips or something. And he's going to eat it, but he's worried he chewed too loud. And, uh, and I had written like the revenant in exclamation marks. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I am. So have you seen The Revenant? I have seen The Revenant. Yeah, yeah. So it's, we went to see that. I think it's, it's our first time in that little bistro, you know, the movie theater. I saw they, it at the bistro theater too. Yeah, yeah. They got like, they bring the, they have like real food to bring to you. You can have whatever. So for our first time there. And so, you know, we had little seats reserved right next to each other, me and my wife. And I ordered like a pulled pork slider. And it came with like chips or something. I was like all excited. We get up there, they bring the food to you, and it's like cool. And then there's, they're they're like nice seats, but we were seated next to a stranger, and I I had to sit by the stranger. It was my duty as a male to. You sound like a child. Like you're a stranger. He's like, yeah, we've never met. No, just the people we don't know. It was normally it's fine, right? It's a common it's occurrence a at movie theaters that you're sitting next to strangers, but yeah. And then the movie, the movie starts up, and I start eating my slider. And I don't know if you remember that movie. That's mostly very quiet, beautifully shot, but it's a lot of Leonardo DiCaprio breathing heavy and looking around and stuff. It's very quiet. Yep. The pork slider sounded really loud, and I was <laughs> self-conscious. I didn't want this dude and his girlfriend sitting next to me to be annoyed at like, cause I don't, I don't like loud eaters. And so like, I didn't want to be the loud eater. And so I was like, oh man, these chips and this slider are loud. So I was kind of like. At one point did someone go, can you not right now? No, no. I was like, in my head, I was anticipating that. So I was kind of slowly eating. You know what I wound up doing? What'd you do? I kind of saved them. And then I crammed it all down during the bear attack. Oh, <laughs> you're lunatic. That's the loudest part That's of that movie. Yeah. Because when he gets mauled by a bear, so he just shoved the pork slider. So they probably looked over and uh, they saw you just like mowing down your uh, sliders during this awful scene of a uh, bear attack. And they're like, this guy's a, it's just something else. I once, I saw the master once that... Um, yeah, yeah, Philip Seymour. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? P.T. Anderson? No, not P.T. Anderson. Who's that guy's name? Yeah. Yeah. Paul yeah. The hipster way. Anyway, I saw an afternoon showing. I went by myself because I didn't know anyone wanted to go see this. And there yeah. weren't that many people. There were some other, like, hipster-looking guys like myself. And then there was this older ladies, kind of a couple rows up. And the movie's two and a half hours long. In about an hour and 45 minutes, they just start having a full-on loud conversation during the movie. And I was like, what is going on? And this one guy goes, "What? can you be quiet? And it was like so loud and it just got awkward for the last 40 minutes. But it was so weird because they were quiet. Everyone was quiet. And then they were just like, what do you think about that? And it was like, whoa, it's very aggressive <laughs> right now. Anyway, that's what it, your story of it eating sliders quietly reminds me of I hate when people talk in movie theaters yeah I go, I have friends who have been to the movie theaters with not you I'm not talking about you who are like I haven't been to a movie with them before and then they're like I tell them like I like silence or whatever and then they're like 15 minutes in they're like what do you think about the and I'm like oh my god <laughs> It's a real, it's a real pet peeve of mine. Anyone who listens to this who knows me and been to the theater is nodding their head. Is that just the theater? Like if you're, if we're all in the living room watching a movie, can you deal with? Uh, I can deal with it a little bit better, but I do. I watched the Game of Thrones finale with a huge group of people, and I got annoyed because they were talking. Did you? Well, I, I don't know. No, why. you don't do well with. Uh, like if I was like Peter, what's that guy from? You know that guy. What's that guy in? I, it's, like, 
I think there are times when it's okay, but there are times when I just can't stand it. Okay. okay. Anyway. Fair enough. Welcome to There Will Be Books, a podcast about books and eating sliders quietly during bear attacks. I'm Peter, joined as always by Matt. Matt, we have uh, a fun thing we're doing this week. Uh, I sent you an email kind of with some questions and prompts kind of discussing our our reading year for next year so it's kind of like new year's resolution book, mm-hmm. bookish topics um i came up with five sort of prompts and you added a couple prompts are you excited about these promises i am this is fun yeah i i, I more than reading i sometimes like to just talk about the books i'm going to read Will mm-hmm. I read them? I don't know. That's that's what. It was. That's yeah, this was fun. It was like one of those little, like a fun little paper to fill out. Like, and you get to be like ambitious about books. Yeah, I get. There's I, a lot on here. It was fun to fill out, and I, I like it. But I don't know. Realistically, I don't know if it's all happening. Yeah, you know? I, was, I was gonna say I, I set up. I have all the books I I put on here, and then I'm like, man, there's a lot of books. Uh, but, some of them are very long. Yeah. But we'll make a good faith effort. And it's like, I don't know, I got some good books. So even if we only did like, even if I only accomplished like half, that's still like a pretty good. Yeah. And also for the listener at home, uh, follow along, uh, make your own kind of New Year's resolution book kind of goals for yourself. Yeah. Uh, Let us know. But should we just get started with? uh, Let's start with number one. number, Number one, I said, I wrote to you. What book have you been meaning to read for the longest time? Why haven't you read it thus far? Are you going to read it in 2021? Uh, this is kind of open-ended. I, I kind of went away with a book that I bought 17 years ago. And the reason why I know it was 17 years ago is I wrote my name, the college I was going to, and the year. <laughs> and for the, for the dumb reason that the previous owner had done the same thing. Oh, is it right under? Like, did you cross his name out? No, I didn't cross his name out. You'll you'll kind of understand this. Uh, I don't want to say the person's name, just in case they're listening. Just kidding. Uh, John Doe. John Doe. <clears throat> he actually wrote his name in here twice. Um, his first name's David. I'm just going to say that. Okay. And then underneath that goes the University of Notre Dame. 1960, oh. 1961 oh that's kind of cool is yeah. that why you bought the book oh it's a classic i'll tell you that um but here's the dumb thing i did okay i okay. went to colorado state university that's how you pronounce the the, the college name colorado state university mm-hmm. if you notice the guy wrote in his like little thing the university of notre dame do you know what i wrote under my university name. of colorado state yep i wrote university of colorado <laughs> state which uh oh. i i remember i showed this to my family i was like look at this look how cool this is and they're like why'd you write colorado state that way i was like oh man you're right anyway the book is jude the obscure by thomas oh, hardy hey. Hey. a yeah. classic book i have this it's an old uh modern library kind of yeah the modern library new york i can see that it looks pretty cool it's pretty old but it's pretty it's one of those hardcover um i don't know if it would have it probably would have come with a dust jacket but that's long been since lost yeah um but it's a pretty cool little nifty bindings in good condition the only writing is this guy from notre dame and me so um bought it for two dollars in 2003 yep He's been meaning to get to it ever since. And I, I've, I, every move I've done, I've moved this book. Have not read it. Jude the Obscure, Thomas Hardy, classic book. Uh, probably taught in school still, maybe. Who knows? But I have this edition. I've had this book for 17 years. I'm going to read it in 2021. Yeah? For, for real? For real. All right. Hold me okay. to it. Um, did you have a... Uh, a book for this that you've had or wanted to read or i knew i read the question and the book that came to mind is like oh i knew it's like okay it's this one (laughs) all right it is tristam shandy 
Oh, <laughs> you, been, sir, have set down a very lofty goal for yourself. I've been meaning to. It has been on my, like, by my bedside. I have my, like, here's what I'm going to read soon. It's yeah. a read soon pile so it doesn't get lost in the mix. Yeah. It has been on my read soon pile for over 10 years. I just never... <laughs> I want to read it. I kind of vaguely know what it's about and it's kind of important. So it's supposed to be really funny and kind of, um, what, very long book too. Long, but humorous. And it's kind of out of order. It like pre what's the word I'm looking for? Like a precursor to all those kind of, um, meta postmodern. Yeah. Only in the 1700s and actually like funnier than them is how I've heard it described. So it is like, it seems like I'd eat it up. I really want to read it. Sometimes, don't hold this against me, I maybe kind of sort of talk about it like I have read it just because I've owned it for so long. <laughs> I don't say, yes, I've read it. It's good. But, you know, somebody's like, oh. You kind of make reference to book. it. You don't say you've read it. But the yeah. way you talk about it, someone could yes. infer that you have read it. If, like, if somebody, yes. If somebody were to say, you know, old, those old books aren't that funny. And I'd be like, oh, you know, Tristram Shandy's pretty funny. <laughs> i just hope they don't say anything. have you ever started it yeah and it's i just you know for whatever reason i just you know you know my add mixed i was i know you and i are similar in sort of our we have books not so much jude the obscure i don't talk about i don't you know it's a classic book i, I just bought it yeah. pretty much because of the inscription on it but we have books where we're like you know what I almost know a lot about this book. I haven't read it, but I stare at it every day when I look at my bookshelves and, and almost from staring at it for 10 years, I've kind of read it. Just, yeah. You know. It's like, basically, basically. <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, it's my book. I'll talk about yeah, it. I, I own it. Uh, but I don't lie. I, I never claim. No, I, stuff I, yeah. I let me clarify. I will yeah. never say I've read it. I have a book where I'll talk about later on in the episode where I have read everything but the last <clears throat> 15 pages. And I haven't, I'm, for some weird reason, I read it for college. I really liked it. Didn't technically finish it, but I will not say that I've read this book. That's coming later. Okay. I'm curious. I do that with uh, Blood Meridian, actually. I've actually read Blood Meridian. I, I, I liked it a lot. It was for like a college paper and Blood Meridian was kind of like tied into it. I needed to read it for just the last page or so because it was kind of like the capstone or what, you know, whatever. And my page, you know, I, I'm lazy and I procrastinated and I wrote the paper at the last minute and I didn't have time to finish Blood Meridian, but I read half and I really liked it. Yeah. And I've never picked it up for whatever reason. So I kind of know what it's about. And I had to Wikipedia, uh, like the end. So I kind of know what happens. And so that's another one that like, I can talk about it like I've read. I like it. You know, know the, the style. You know the style. You know the certain characters, the judge. I know what, yeah, the judge, the kid. kid yeah. You know, and so I can like kind of talk about it like I've finished it, but I, you know, I haven't. I like it. All right. Never came back around to it. So we have Tristan and Shandy and Jude the Obscure as a. Oh, and to answer the question, will I read this in 2021? Probably not. I think that. I think that falls on me now to be like, we have to read this. Well, we have to read I, this I thousand page first, book. At first, I was like, sure, yeah, let's do this. But then I finished the questionnaire. I'm like, oh, I'm probably not going to get to Tristan Shandy. <laughs> unless we choose it as a seasonal read but um all right so that was our my first prompt my second prompt is pick one genre you don't read often and set a goal to read more books in that genre what are some books in that genre you want to read um i i, I don't want to toot my own horn but i kind of like this this prompt this question here uh i'm gonna have you go first here what genre okay um are you looking at so this is not like a genre I've never read. I actually yeah. read quite a bit of it back in the day and I really, I was thinking about it. It's actually kind of fallen off. I haven't read a lot of it recently and I kind of want to pick it back up. So it is history or like the okay. kind of serious literary historical fiction. Historical fiction. Okay. Yeah. Like that kind of historical stuff. So here's some like, yeah, I need some uh, examples here. 
Well, I have three that I think I could actually get to here. And then, so Augustus by John Williams. Okay. That type of thing. It's like, uh, there's a guy who wrote Stoner. Yeah, I've heard of Stoner. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of Augustus. Iowa, Iowa Writers Workshop type, very serious. But he wrote, a, it's like a, I don't know if it's presented as a biography of Caesar Augustus, but okay. that's Augustus. Okay. John Williams, uh, I, Claudius. Robert, Robert Graves. Graves. I, I actually have owned that book maybe as long as I've had Jude the Obscure. I have a paperback of that. Maybe we could read that together. Okay. But that's very... Um, and then uh, Mary Renault. Her, Alex, she's got uh, Fire from Heaven, her Alexander the Great series, and she's got some other stuff. It's all So you're looking at, you know, old historical... Historical fiction, but like serious type. Yes, yeah. Um, Oh, I understand what you're saying. You're not looking at like modern or World War II sort of pastiche novels, I guess. I yeah. Don't know. No, I like it. So, are you going to plan on reading any of those? I think I can at least get to one or two. I think yeah. I should make a point. I'll read uh, a Mary Renault and I Claudius. You, I could have. You could have said, you know, some serious literary, you know, modern lit fic, as you say could have gotten you on that train nah see i've done that that's okay you did I've that but of. you you didn't like it ben learner i'll do i'll throw in one or two okay over the next year i, I feel like we should up. do we should figure out the big maybe do it two or three next year and you know like the really popular larry fiction mfa kind of book and see what we think yeah, no, we, we should do that. We should okay. get to Sally Rooney. We can, you know what I was thinking? We should we get do? to Sally Rooney because we're that's a, that's a good name for literary oh, fiction. Okay. So what, what we should do is kind of give, like when this is done, make an official list, then you get mine and I get yours. And then you'll highlight, like let's say 10 or some yeah. sort of number of books that like, hey, I will get to this. And then that becomes like the baseline for a bet. It's like a long-term Ooh, bet. Okay. You don't get to them. It's it'd be like a year-long thing, but the end of next year, that's like a serious. Like you have to read, make you read Outlander or just you know. But that's like a big as motivation. You know, it's like there's you have to read something. The loser has to read. Yeah, something I like it. I like it. The other chooses, and it it doesn't have to necessarily be small. It can be like so. We'll figure out a way to do that. So the genre I picked, and I don't read any books in this genre, okay. is uh, biography. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted also a theme. I kind of went with themes for some of these. Uh, for theme for biography, I went music. Okay. But not like rock star music. I went classical composer music. And I have the same author for all three books. Do you have specific books in mind? I do have specific books in mind. Um, I thought this author was a woman for a long time because Jan Swafford, but it might be Jan Swafford. I could be wrong. It's a picture of a guy. He could go by Jan. Jan, I don't know. He has written three pretty highly acclaimed biographies. His first one is on Brahms, the composer. The next one after that is on Beethoven, which I own on uh, my Kindle. And then he just had one come out this month on Mozart. They're long, but I kind of think that would be an interesting, very niche thing that I don't really know anything about. That'd be cool. Do you Going listen to that type of music? What? Do you listen to that type of music? I enjoy it sometimes. Yeah. But I that's my worry is I won't I'll probably have to listen to some of the pieces to like fully understand their importance, you know, when they're the book's talking about oh Beethoven's fifth symphony or whatever. I think I'm more familiar with Beethoven than the other two, but I said that's my goal. This Classical composer, one author. I feel like if I don't like the first one, I might not pick up the other two. You know what I'm saying? If well, I don't yeah. like the writing, they're not well written. I might have to do uh, a pivot or audible. Uh, you can find there's plenty of good uh, biographies out there. You can yeah, but I just want to try biographies. Cool, and you can uh, fancy. You could talk about classical music yeah 
cocktail party. Well, I think it's yeah. not so much the music. It's also like their personality and, you know, we may not listen to their music, but we know who they are in a, in a sense, like their cultural figures. Oh yeah. Last yeah. 200 years or so. Um, so just maybe understanding what drove them. Uh, I don't know, personality traits, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Might be interesting to learn about. So yeah, I'm biography, uh, classical composers by an author. I don't know how to pronounce their name. So Jan. Jan. I'm going to go Jan, but it's probably not. Jan. Anyway, yeah. uh, the next prompt here. Uh, number three, you've read a lot of this author, but you have a few more books to become a completionist. Pick an author and set the goal to read the rest of their works. What is the author and what are the books? Uh, Matt, I'll go first on this one. It's a contemporary author. I think I've talked about her. uh, I've definitely talked about some of her books on this podcast. The author is Sarah Waters. Mm. Um, I have read three of her books. She's written six books. Uh, The books I've read are Affinity, The Night Watch, Paying Guests. Um, and I still have Tipping the Velvet, Fingersmith, and The Little Stranger to finish. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so I've read, and it's kind of weird, uh, from her first book was Tipping the Velvet in 1998. I haven't read that. I read the next book, didn't read her third book, read her fourth book, that kind of a thing. So I kind of alternated <laughs> through her <laughs> bibliography. Um, but my favorite's The Night Watch. I, I liked Affinity. The Pain Guest is her most recent one from 2014. I was really sucked into that book and some of the reviews weren't great, but I think that's the sign of an author you just like is even maybe their critical misses you still enjoy. Yeah. And I really enjoyed The Pain Guest quite a bit. It's a very odd book in a way about the book kind of has a big tonal shift about halfway through. Um, but that was the, the the author that came to mind. I want to try to read her other three books, and then have having said I've read. Um, You're a completionist. Completionist. The completionist is incidentally the title of my uh, litfic book. Oh yes. Yeah. What's the uh, general plot? You don't have to spoil anything for that book. Oh, a sad man wanders around town, being sad trying to complete his word search and he's a gt he's a is a is a, a gta i don't think that's the term he's a master's student ta he's a sad professor yeah ta isn't gta uh, it, in, it, at uh, video the state school i went to they called them gta's i don't know if they mm, use that. it's different anyway different it's stage, a different sad thing. a sad sack professor like the prequel when he's just a ta in a sad sack the completionist the red marker guy he's got great all those papers matt you see where i went there esoteric i don't know um so what's a what's an author that you read a lot of their books but you still have a couple left i bet you could guess this if you thought about it mine dennis lahane no although i think i I I only have his short stories left um james elroy nah that's a lot he's a lot although he would they both would work for this score vidal okay yeah he's got like 25 or something. yeah i was gonna say how many do you have i probably i've read like i don't know in the teens you know but he's got a lot he wrote a lot there's a couple of big ones that i need to get around to because he wrote he wrote a lot of good, really serious historical fiction. Are you just talking about the fiction or are you talking about his nonfiction as well? Fiction. Just his fiction. Although I've read most of his nonfiction, actually. But uh, like his his historical fiction is really good. And I was actually got me thinking, I read a lot of his, the stuff of his I've read, I read when I was like early 20s. And I think I would probably appreciate Re- it. Revisit it now. and kind of get something else out revisit, of it. Revisit, like he's got... Burr is a really good book of his. Yeah, um, I, would, is, I know you're a big fan. I was kind of looking at his books a couple months ago, and it seems like he had a period where he did a lot of historical fiction. Am, am I correct? He, in either, that? he wrote he wrote historical fiction, and then I think he called them entertainment. No, he didn't call them entertainments. 
uh, it, more fanciful novels interspersed. Okay. And I haven't read most as much of the fanciful novels as I would want to. It's one called Duluth that I would start with. Okay. That'll be on my list of stuff I'm definitely going to read. Duluth, I should, I should try a Gorfidal novel. If I was thinking you should start with Burr. Burr would be a good place to start. Or Julian. Julian's kind of a historical fiction set in the, the Roman Empire. Okay. Burr is from the perspective of Aaron Burr. Yeah, that guy. Who gets a bad rap in modern culture, but it's from his perspective and you end up really empathizing with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think because Hamilton's so popular now and I kind of internalized Burr. So when Hamilton got really popular, I was like, I don't, I don't like Alexander Hamilton. Never, every time I hear um, Burr, Aaron Burr, I think of that commercial about 25 years ago yeah. where the guy's got, it's like a trivia question to all the kids out there. There was a question, there was a commercial and the premise was uh, like a trivia question was asked and this guy knows the answer. It's Aaron Burr, but he, what is he eating? He's like eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich or something. I don't know. In the sandwich and he wins a phone. Yeah. The phone thing contest. He actually gets through and then who shot Alexander Hamilton? He knows the answer, but his, his mouth's so full of peanut butter. Yeah. And I, it might be a milk commercial. If, There's I a milk because he needed yeah, milk. Yeah. Because he needed milk to drink anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Aaron That's Burr. Aaron Burr. That's and what really, and the one I would revisit, like the official one, is a book I read, like when I was 22, I read all these coming of age type novels. Yeah. I really liked them this when I read uh, This Side of Paradise. Mysteries yeah. of Pittsburgh. I that was okay. Yeah, it's good. I think it's one of those you have to read at a certain age. No, I agree. And yeah. it clicks with you. So 22 is perfect for that, the Fitzgerald. Mysteries of Pittsburgh, I really like. Yeah. Siobhan. I feel like if you're a young male in the, your early 20s, you're going to it's kind of fall for some intellectual dudes. Well, who, and you maybe Who we may out. make fun of right now, you know. <laughs> well, Yes, and then I, I think with this side of paradise, I um, I missed how much of an egotistical guy that is, and like maybe I identified with them more than kind of I didn't maybe catch kind of the the judgmental side. Yeah. Of the yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I really identify with this guy. But there's a third <laughs> one that I read. Those three that stand out from like when I was 22 is The Judgment of Paris by Gore Vidal. Okay, I'm really liking it, but now. I, knowing a little bit more and kind of researching it's the myth the myth the judgment of paris mm. it's from greek mythology i mean it's how like paris the guy who starts the trojan war yep it's basically like the gods were having a party and a golden apple like somehow they wind up with a golden apple and it goes to the fairest and so okay. hera athena and uh who's the other one when you talk about some of the stuff, I just sorry. Yeah, there's three. Guys. I know Hera, the names, but I don't know the stories. Athena and Aphrodite are all fighting because they they all want to be called the fairest. And Zeus kind of passes. He doesn't want it because he knows the two losers are going to get pissed off at him. So he passes the job off to Paris, and Paris has to choose which one's the fairest. And each of the gods try and bribe him. So Hera offers him he'll be king of Europe and Asia. Offers him power. Aphrodite. Uh, offers him true like love the love of the most beautiful woman in the world and athena offers him wisdom and prowess in war okay and of course he chooses aphrodite and that starts the trojan war and all that that is it's so the judgment of paris is like a, a retelling of that it's like a, a it's like a 28 year old but he's kind of you know he he's offered three different options in life and he's trying to okay. pick and when I read it the first time, I did not know the Greek history version of it. I was just like, oh, interesting. So knowing now the kind of mythological parallels, yeah. I think it would be fun. Okay. So yeah, Vidal, there's like, Vidal. there's probably five to seven. On this prompt, you, uh, that's a lot of, a lot more books than my Sarah Waters, but. I don't know if I'm going to catch up to be officially completionist, but yeah. it got me thinking, I kind of want to revisit him. All right, let's uh, let's move along here. Uh, prompt four: Sci-fi, fantasy, and mystery are known for their fantastic series. Find a series that is new to you and commit to reading at least three books in the series. What is the series, and what are the books? You go first on this one. I have an idea of what it's going to be. But... Hey, I'm going to. Sh- I think I might surprise you on this. Okay, it's not what I think it is. 
these books um, are from the 30s, mostly, I believe. No, I know what it is. What are you? What is it? Lord of the Rings. Nope. Uh, what? Okay. No, no. These are the. Um, her books have sold over two billion copies. Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie. Uh, specifically, the Perot novels and the three I've picked. Cool. I, am I saying that right? I think I am. I, I think so. Perot. You're the one who took French. Mm, yeah, I'm in high school. I took French. Je m'appelle Pierre. Um, let's see here. Lost my train of thought. Um, the three books I picked are the one, the most famous one, Murder on the Orient Express. Kind of mm. want to get a. I, I Googled it. Do I have to read these in order? No, don't have to do that. So I'm going to go jump around here. Um, the next one is The Murder of Roger Ackroyd, which is considered, I think, some British um, crime group, uh, I don't know, literary society called it one of the best crime novels or something. I don't know. Murder oh, really? Mystery. So I was just like, hey, got to read that one. And then... Um, there's a one called Five Little Pigs, and it sounds a little bit different. Uh, sort of the main action or crime is told through five different viewpoints, and those five people might are like the suspects in a, in a way. So the sort of sounds kind of interesting, meta in, in a weird way. But um, yeah, that was my selection: mystery and uh, nice. Agatha Christie pro novels. Good one. Yeah, you that thought I was going Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, because you're so excited about The Hobbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. But, yeah, it's true. That's a good, uh, yeah, Agatha Christie. I don't, I've read Ten Little Indians. Okay. By her. And that's it. I think that's what? her. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, this is a huge, like, blind spot. Yeah, well, am I reading? You caught up on it. I might just read Agatha Christie novels for the next two years, and, and I won't finish. So, um, what's your selection for this? What? Let me guess the genre. Okay. I think you're going to go mystery as well, or thriller, mm. mystery thriller. Okay. What do you got? Nah, they're both. Well, no, they're both. I had two that I'm debating. Okay. They're both fantasy. Oh, interesting. Okay. So. <sighs> I don't know. One is, have you heard of them? They're by Mervyn Peak. Yes. The Gorm Gap. Gorm yes. Gap I, I have seen, I almost picked that up once. They, they look cool. They're like kind of, I think Harold Bloom, literary critic guy, called them like better than Tolkien. Like they came out the same era. Yeah, like they're, 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 yeah, kind they're, of. I don't, I know that they, the name vaguely. I know they're an important like fantasy, but I don't know yeah. much more than that. Well, I have a cool like used copy I picked up and it looks cool. Just really got more gothic than like adventure. You know, like I don't know, really kind of um Titus Grown is the Earl of Gormgas Castle. Hung twister right there. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They're supposed to be really good. What's People the like other uh, like what's like, the other uh think what's the other series you're kind of thinking about it's called like the latro trilogy the latro cycle by gene wolf okay gene wolf is an interesting author i've only read one it's called the magician's house yeah that book was great that reminded me piranesi reminded me of it actually oh really like uh like a really trippy like a puzzle of a book yeah it's 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 hard to describe wolf is a name i've i've I you know I'm very much amateur fantasy person. I yeah. like the genre. I every time I read it, I like it. It's interesting. I have fun reading it. I don't know why I don't read it more. And these uh, are different. Yeah, like these are different than just straight up fantasy. Like the Magician's House was kind of like Piranesi, where you're like, how much of this is real? Is this is it? Are they sort of like philosophy in a way, or, or is that? Yeah, well, no. There's there's philosophy overlaid. And in the magician's house, like, how much of this is real? How much of this is like a con? Like, what okay. is this? And it was great. It was fun. It was like a puzzle. And then these are some of his more famous ones that I've wanted to get to. And it's kind of like with Judgment of Paris. I don't. I I start. I bought a version of the first one called Soldiers in the of the Mist. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I realized I didn't know 
as much about Greek history as I should. So yeah. it takes place around the Peloponnesian Wars. The premise is it's this mercenary soldier from the north, so he's not from Greece, but he's okay. fighting in the Grecian Wars. And like in Memento or whatever, he has no oh, memory cool. of the past yeah. and, and no ability to form new memories. So each day is new to him. So he starts a little diary oh, and he's going through ancient Greece and he meets like the gods. He, he can, the compensation for him having no memories is he can like actually see and interact with gods. Okay. But how much of that is him? Like, yeah, is yeah, he yeah, lying? Yeah, he has no, no way of knowing. And he, he has traveling companions. He has no way of knowing if they're trustworthy. Like, so that it's kind of really good. clever. Sounds- exactly. And then I can go through and he doesn't use, like Sparta, Athens, Thebes, or whatever. It's, you know, the kingdom of, th- the city of thought was fighting. And he had all these words and I'm like, crap, this is cool, but I do not, I want to be able to know. You felt dumb. Athens, or, you know, yeah, exactly. Like I know I, or knew I would appreciate it more if I actually had some Greek history, but I do want to read them because they sound really cool and good. And he's a good author, so. I'd like to at least get the first one in that series. Okay. No, that's not, that actually sounds really good. I bet you almost down to try and read those. I would have the same apprehension. Like I wouldn't know enough historical background to kind of get the full understanding of it, but uh, it sounds, it sounds interesting. Um, All right. My last prompt to you is uh, something we've talked about before called minding the gap uh we all have notable gaps in our reading identify three classics that you will read in the next year all right uh do you want to go first yeah yeah i picked three i made them all halfway manageable no big ones so mine are not manageable i'll tell you that much right now i could theoretically do it we'll see okay all right so the first one stendhal the red and the black. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think I, I own that too. Yeah, yeah. It's been I, I've started it a couple of times. I never finished for whatever reason, but I think okay. I want to get it done. I think Gore Vidal actually in one of his essays called. Someone asked him about Stendhal, and he was like, "Oh, Stendhal's a young man's author." So okay. I think I got maybe four more years until we can't read it under my belt before I'm too old. Stendhal. So. All right, the red and the black. Uh, I'll go with one of mine. Uh, I have a theme for mine. And uh, I'm going to go Crime and Punishment. Okay. The big, uh, you know, one of the big Russian classics, one of the classics of all literature. It's there. You know, some of these books are just, they're intimidating. They take a lot of time. You have to kind of understand what's going on. It's a big commitment. And you kind of uh, chicken, chicken out. Yeah. Not going to happen this next. Not going to happen next year. We're going to read Crime and Punishment. Both of us, or just you? Just me. Okay. <laughs> I, the 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 worry in your voice was. Uh, I'm ready. I'm you almost turned off the Zoom call. You're like, mm, let's just not do that. You haven't even seen the other two selections. You're I want definitely... to try to guess the theme. Don't tell me. Okay. Bro. All right. Uh, what's your second selection? This is one I've never read the author, but I really need to. And I figure let's get it done. Let's get it done. Jane Eyre. Ooh. Which for the longest time I thought was eerie. <laughs> but Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte. Uh, that, you know what? That's a good selection. I need that is one that's of my a gap. Uh, the Bronte sisters are definitely a gap of mine that let's go read that jane erie see what she's up to i seriously in my 30s for <laughs> jane I, oh right jane, jane, I, I jane, to jane erie jane erie jane erie she founded eerily lake right yeah that's where she comes from the the great lakes nothing no okay anyway jane Eyre. yeah um i like it it's a gap you're admitting your gap this is all about you know trusting the other person not to make fun of them. And we both haven't read the, the selections. There are so many. There I are so them. many. Yes. Yeah. All right. 
my second selection. <laughs> Long book. I'm going to tell you right now. Anna Karenina. Oh, okay. That not the theme. I had a theme maybe you were going for in mind, but it's not that. You're thinking crime, crime. I was thinking it'd be the stranger and it's just books where the protagonist kills a dude. <laughs> so, you gave me too yeah. much credit. I'm not that smart. <laughs> My themes are like all the covers have and something stupid. Like, no, this is like Russians, right? Yep. The Russians. Oh, oh, good, gonna I'm going to try to tackle the Russians. The big, yeah. I mean, come on. Good. These gaps, I'm going to fall through them. I got to, I got to, no, yeah, that's, that's okay. I'm gonna try. Fight. I'm gonna try in December of 2020. I'm saying this right now in 2021. I'm gonna try reading the Russian. The, you have, you should at least do one of these. I think, yes, yeah. And let me just get the last one out of the way. Yeah. Probably the most famous out of the three War and Peace Tolstoy. So, two Tolstoy, one Dostoevsky. Yes, yeah, you're not doing all three. <laughs> It ties into one of my prompts. Well, we'll bring it up at the end. Okay. But yeah. You know. All right. All right. Uh, go with uh, your last one. This one is fun. It's got a cool cover. Yep. And you know how a lot of classics, sometimes the description puts you off and it's like, no, just make yourself read it. The description's boring, but there's stuff in there. This one, the description kind of like sounds cool. I'm going to close my eyes, read me the description. I'm going to try and guess it. All right, go. An Innocence Odyssey Among the Status Seekers, blank, the name, I'm going to leave it blank, is a hilarious tale of a poverty-stricken, flagrantly handsome footman adrift in a world of robbers, amorous dowagers, and rough-and-tumble innkeepers. Hmm. The person's name is squired by Parson Adams, a so Sancho Panza with a passion for brawls through a maze of bedroom farces and mistaken identities to find himself suddenly and irre irrevocably acceptable. I don't know. I, I don't know. What do we have there? Joseph Andrews by Henry Oh, oh whoa. It's like one of the uh, first, what is that considered one of the first novels? Am I completely One wrong? of them. Because uh, Tom Jones has been on my list forever too. Okay. But this is a little shorter. Joseph Andrews. That description sounds cool. Like I like. Yeah, that sounded like a fun book to read. Yeah. So I think I could get to all three. I think yours is much more doable than mine. Oh well, yeah, I, I made them slim and not. Yeah. Yeah, mine are like three thousand pages, probably combined. We will. Um, we'll we'll sort through this. I'll yeah. make a little spreadsheet or something. We'll yeah. find a way to do prop bets and. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So you also did some prompts that you sent to me. Uh, let's go through those. Yeah. Uh, I, I won't do them in order necessarily, but one that kind of relates to the, the Russians is um, you say, like how it's probably best to read the Odyssey before tackling, tackling Ulysses. Is there a work or area that you need to bone up on before tackling a book on your TBR? And I would say for me, it would be the Napoleonic Wars for Ooh. War and Peace. Uh, I identified a book. Uh, it's called Napoleon, or it's, I think it might be called 1812 um, by Adam Zimovsky, something like that. Uh, I just need to know a little bit more about that. I feel like the sort of made me not understand but have a better historical grounding yeah in war and peace no that's smart yeah that was kind of the book and the the time period that i wanted to when i was making my list that stood out for me as as a as a something i might want to research at the very least do a wikipedia 30 minute dive into like yeah. understanding the historical whatever you could probably find a cool like pop history book about even even just the invasion napoleon's invasion yeah like, yeah so yeah, yeah that, that would i would want to do that too because war and peace is on my before i die list i want to get to it Jesus. not for 2021 but just like uh, uh, yeah you know I mean? no i got yeah, it no and i would want to know a little more about how that that yeah would you could kind of place i actually have a norton critical anthology edition of war and peace so that might be helpful in the sense of annotated. references and stuff yeah. annotated um stuff 
Was there was there a book or a time period that you needed for your selections? Well, for one, actually, well, at Greek history, if I read yeah. this, uh, Gene Wolfe. Just, just your selections, I would I have do, to know more. And what I would do maybe is read, because um, Thucydides. Okay. I might, because he's been on my list to read forever. The so that might kill two birds with one stone. The if I read here, your our mascot in the background. Yeah, he's uh, a great ambassador of books, <laughs> Wesley. He has eaten seven pacifiers. <sighs> Last he time I talked to you, it was two. All uh, the pacifiers. Uh, he seeks them out. He know he is sneaky. He's a little ninja. He if. Because there's a baby, and so sometimes you're going from room to room, yeah. and once you he'll see his opportunity, he'll come from downstairs upstairs, and he's just on him. He, we had one left. We have more on the way in the mail, but we had one left, and then earlier this afternoon, you can tell when he has something in his mouth because he's like, he acts. His body language is different. He has a little spot he likes to go. He'd be like Wesley, and he'll look at you with a certain look in his eye, and I'm like, what do you have? And it's. Yep, sure enough, the last pacifier. He probably goes up to the baby, goes, shh, don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're always with the baby, and the pacifiers fall out of his mouth. Okay. So, you just... know, the wife will come down to the kitchen with the baby and kind of yeah. talk to me, and then Wesley will come by five seconds later, like, look at you funny, and then go down to his little den. <laughs> like, he's got something. And, you know, the, the pacifier just fell out it's on the bed, and it's so. And, yeah, he's... Hopefully he's okay. Well, we were nervous with the first two, but it's been the week, so we're hoping. He's like, up. he's gonna have like a shark belly. You know when sharks just eat random stuff yeah. and they find yeah. them, and they're like, "Holy cow, he has a net in there." Yeah, I, I like googled it. It's a common thing with dogs. Okay, when he starts acting lethargic or like he can't go to the bathroom. Then you gotta like. Okay. All right. He's as hyper and much of an idiot as ever. Well, there we go. There's our Wesley update. Uh, sorry, Greek history. Greek history for the Gene Wolf, and then there's another one. I think I mentioned on my Desert Island book one. James Jones wrote a book called Wotan. Okay. He's really, really good. Um, it's kind of like a plausible rendering of like Odin, like this Roman soldier kind of gets in like the 100 ADs, the second century. Yeah. He like gets, for some reason he has to run away and go up north, you know, what's now Germany. Yeah. And he has a series of adventures and he kind of pieced together like, oh, this guy is like Odin. Yeah. Who would become Odin? You get it from his perspective and he's kind of a con man and a swindler who gets the reputation of a God. It's really good, really, really good, really well done. And having known a little bit about Norse mythology made it all the more pleasant because yeah. you could see like, oh, okay, he's, this is, and he just hits all the myths. It, it's great. It's a great book. There's a sequel where he goes to Ireland called uh, Not for All the Golden Ireland. Oh. And I wanted to read it right away, right after I finished Wotan, but I don't know enough Irish myth mythology to um, appreciate it the way I did Wotan. So I think we might just have to jump in somehow. And like, if we sink, maybe like, oh, we evaluate. Oh, or maybe do Wikipedia. Like, I, yeah, because I don't know if I have time to just do a whole. Yeah, whole, whole no, I agree. But I wouldn't want to know something. Yeah. Just because that really made the books fun when you kind of piece yeah. together like what's happening here. Uh, let's see here. Another one of your prompts. Uh, this got a good reaction in my uh, in my house. Oh, yeah. Uh, is there a book author slash author you're going to try to get your significant other to finally read this next year? I read that question out loud to my girlfriend. She goes, what are you talking about? When are you going to read one of my books that I want you to read? And I thought, ooh, ah, you, you might have got me there because she's read a couple. Well, okay, so Sarah Waters, she read The Night Watch. She didn't yeah. actually finish it, but she told she tells me, I read a lot of that, and then the dog ate the book. Uh, so I'm not sure that counts, but there are some books on her. She has a list, you know. Um, she kind of binge reads a couple of times a year, or she'll yeah. just, like, read for three straight days or two straight days. 
Um, so there's a couple books on that list. So I don't think next year I'm going to have her read a book that I like or an author. I don't think that's going to happen. I think I got to do a couple of hers and then. Such as? Do you have one or two? Uh, there's one called A Boy's Life by Robert. Uh, it's hugely popular. I have a friend uh, who really likes it. That was the, the big one that she said to me. I think I think it's a boy's life or the boy's life. Have you ever heard of that book? No. Okay. Anyway, what about you? Uh, uh we usually have like a an exchange going. Like she'll read one of mine, I'll read one of hers, and yeah, she actually she's reading Piranesi now. She's almost done. Oh, really? That's um, actually a book I could suggest to her. Yeah. So yeah. Because be I think that's a very um, to a person who doesn't read as you know doesn't prioritize reading as much i think that's a good book because it's interesting there's thought-provoking short mm -hmm. it's uh yeah well written good story that kind of stuff so that's good and i'm anxious for my wife to finish so i can talk to her about it yeah so, what did you think okay but uh i think my wife i think would enjoy utopia avenue and she okay. likes david mitchell so it's not gonna be like a struggle but she'll you know she'll get yeah the, the, my girlfriend has not I don't believe read any David Mitchell. And I haven't even tried, I don't think. No. Uh, the only interaction she had with David Mitchell is when I, I've told you this. I had um, a copy. Oh, I forgot which book I had. Anyway, it was not Utopia Avenue. It was the one before that. Um, Bone Clocks. Bone Clocks. Yeah. I had a copy, a hardcover copy of Bone Clocks. And I was at her. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we went hiking. And for some reason, I put... Bone Clocks is a very heavy book, and, it, and I had my backpack over, like a stay the night thing. But I was like, okay, I'll take this camping. And I was like, for some dumb reason, I was like, maybe I'll read on on the hike. It's the dumbest, it's really dumb. Anyway, I have the book in my backpack. It's heavy, whatever. It's hot out. It's very hot out. Um, I notice I'm sweating a lot in my back. Like my my shirt is drenched. But I think, well, the backpack you know, it's not going to get wet. I yeah. literally get home and I take out the book and it's warped from my sweat. And I, I almost like, I don't start crying, but I'm just like, also, this is a first edition signed a copy. Yeah. Shout out old firehouse books. I appreciate it. I ruined the copy I got. So it's, it's really cool. It's a signed first edition yeah. of one of our favorite authors. And the book is, half of it is kind of drenched. So I finished the book with, uh, it's still intact and whatnot, but it has like wavy pages, the second half of it. I can't, I can't lend it to anybody because they'd be like, why, why is this book looks, has, looks like it has water damage. I was like, in a way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my David Mitchell with the girlfriend. She hasn't read it, but she was there when I, uh, you have to get a new copy. You can't expect her to read that. You didn't like the Bone Clocks as much. Do you think it's because you're just grumpy? Mm, no, no. That was um, he. He went too far into the mythology, and I, I'm not. That's not my favorite aspect of his. You're just not into that. Maybe not. I don't. You didn't know. like that part of Piranesi either. No. Well, it's not the mythology that I didn't like in Piranesi. It was just. I guess it just kind of takes me out of the elements I like. It's fine, but it doesn't really engage my brain all that much. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Uh, let's see here. Other prompts that we have. We have two more. Uh, let's see here. Any uh, half-finished or abandoned books you want to come back around and actually finish this year? Uh, I mentioned this book. I read this in college, Main Street by Sinclair Lewis. I read the whole book pretty much. I think I didn't finish the last 10, 15 oh, pages. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. That's the one you mentioned. Yeah. I really liked the book. I really liked it. I thought it was ex. I very much enjoyed it. I have no earthly idea why I didn't read the last 10 pages. So you're going to start over from the beginning? Or you just yes, finished? I'm going to start over from the beginning. I don't remember the book. Uh, I think let's see here i think that was my only one um as far uh, the, i had another one here 
Um, Patrick Rothfuss. I read half of the second book in his series. You know, doesn't hurt me that much because the third book is still not done. So I might want to go back and reread In the Name of the Wind, the first book, and then finish the second book. What's the second book called again? Uh, Wise Man's Fear. Wise Man's Fear. Um, And then also maybe... This is a huge undertaking, but uh, completing the uh, dance to the music of time. Yeah, yeah, that's on my list. Yeah. So, but that I haven't abandoned that. I read the part one of that or the first movement. Um, I might have to like reread that just to kind of remember what's going on with the characters. Yeah. But there's not like a whole lot happens in those uh, books, but anyway. Well, did you have some books that came to mind for that? I was walking around the house looking and thinking about it. There's at least 20. <laughs> just a ton. I, I pull it out and there's a, you know, a piece of paper as a bookmark in there. Yeah. It's like some of them are like just slow reads. Like I didn't yeah. abandon them. I just kind of, you know, they're, they're still been, there. I've I, been I, reading the same book for nine months. Um so yeah i understand what you're saying i'm halfway through the second volume of dance the music of time like the fifth you know there's 12 books mm-hmm. in each of the yeah yep. so i'm i'm halfway through the second one the fifth book and i just need to pick it up and start reading again they really are good so I, those are at least yeah. the second the second volume could do this year i have the second volume too so you do i have the third i but we we almost have the full movie. i need a finish those um i have there's a pretty famous kind of old um it's a, by isaac deutscher it's a three volume biography of leon trotsky oh i have yeah. been reading i'm almost done with the first volume and i've been reading that for like at least six years that's i think that area at that time is very fascinating in it's the, fascinating in the characters and, is- and the just a lot of personalities. It is fascinating. It tries to be a fascinating dude. Um, but it, so this is how long I've been reading. So like sometimes when I'm watching a sports game, I'm really invested. <laughs> yeah. Like all, if it is, if it's looking like my team and going to win, I'll kind of like, I used to, sometimes I'll have a book with me and kind of read it during commercials. Yeah. And kinda like, and it's like a superstition of mine. I'll have something really serious and heavy going if it's looking like the Royals or the Chiefs aren't winning. Or the Seagulls. So I can be like, oh, I don't even care about sports. I'm reading this Trotsky biography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading this Trotsky biography. I remember I had it with me as kind of like a good luck charm in the 2014 wildcard play-in game, the Royals and the Kansas City a- or the, the Oakland A's. That was my like, like wow. I picked it up and they started doing good. And that was a crazy <laughs> like 13-inning game. They did bad, but that was like my – I was that was your introduction to uh okay i think you, you should um i need try to, to uh yeah at least re- at least the first volume yeah oh, that's funny yeah <laughs> work um i mentioned this book once before the good soldier shvek yep uh i got halfway through that the naked and the dead i got halfway through mm-hmm. um so those are some of the other ones that popped come to come to mind so it's a fun topic to discuss because a lot of times i don't abandon the book i just stop reading it and then i forget what's going on and i don't want to read the rest and, of that and there's some i'd probably start over like um yeah three day road by joseph boyden oh that's a great book great book great book i just fell off for some reason mm-hmm. i, I want to pick that up that's really good, a good really but i might start over yeah. I'm not starting dance the music time over. I'm not starting the the damn Trotsky one over. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so some of them I just like okay, just dive right back in and go. And some of them I would start over. Okay. So. Uh, your last prompt was uh, a yearly read. We have a seasonal read, um, which is uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. So we we will be picking our sort of next seasonal read coming up here shortly. But you said you mentioned a yearly read. Um, is it too much? Well, I I almost want to think, is it, it would have to be almost like a series of books that you could read as one whole book. 
is what came to mind. Well, or that could be how you do war and peace. It's right? true. That could That's be. Your, it's like 2021. It's just like your pro almost like a project, not yearly. Yeah. Yeah. This is one big thing I'm going to get to amidst all the, our monthly seasonal and all the, the new stuff we're going to do for the podcast. We should it's almost crazy. have We're just being unrealistic and crazy. Yeah, yeah. But we should almost have um, a, a rating point system of difficulty with some of our challenges we we've set for ourselves. We need to do arbitrary we'll points to be like if you read "Warm Peace," that's ten points. Yeah, actually, for our bet, that that's how we'll do it. Yeah. It's, We'll, we'll go through and we'll figure out. And th there will be, a, if you want to take it, because I could think, I'll have to think about what it'll be, but I could do like a big thing I've been wanting to get around to and that'll be like my yearly one. Okay. Or even more Anna Karenina would count, mm -hmm. but just some sort of big thing. Because we, we're also, you know, we'll also have our monthly book club, our seasonal book club, books you just want to read, you know, personal time, work, kids it's a lot to, to 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 fit in so but i like that we're ambitious well, i think the joy is in trying so even if you fall yeah. short you still read even if we fail we'll still read some good some good stuff and you'll have to read um we'll think of some wagers for the bet like there'll be you'll have you'll have to read like a harlequin romance or something or hey. or whatever yes, you know but uh think of some other stuff too have me read like uh some business book mm. I'd be interested in religion i'm not religion doesn't interest me books i don't know political books i'm not interested in really yeah, to, yeah. anyway we'll see we'll see she gave me some ammunition assuming you i mean i could lose too oh confident over here confident. no i said i could lose you could too, lose but... no i could yeah anyway Well, Matt, that uh, pretty much wraps it up uh, for this week. Uh, a fun, fun podcast of uh, New Year resolutions. We'll kind of uh, compile this list and, and figure out a, uh, a system for judging how we do with our, our resolutions. Post it online. Post um, it online. Email us in if you think the yearly reads a good idea. If you have any suggestions. Or, or like, could, yeah. could Peter realistically do... All the Red War and Peace or Anna Corinne, and then uh, could you be like, oh, is is it realistic for him to do it in 2021 with everything yeah. else? Just okay. Let us know what you think of the selections. If you have any suggestions, yeah, and so with some of the prompts, um, what pops into your mind? What kind of gaps do you have, or what genres um, that uh, you don't read are you willing to uh, give a try in the new year? So just kind of, if you have any. Uh, thoughts or, or answers to some of our prompts uh let us know uh our email address is willbebooks at gmail.com uh you can also get in contact with us on uh instagram at the there will be books where you can see the infamous uh wesley eating uh pacifiers it's a mm -hmm. daily thing uh we're also on twitter be nice be nice goodreads also at there will be books our twitter account is there will be books and matt we also have some exciting kind of new um venues yeah we have a ko-fi page set up ko-fi tip jar tip jar like, uh, we're like we're busking on the internet basically like open guitar case hey throw whatever coins you want if you so desire appreciate what we do if not just keep listening just yeah don't throw your trash in our guitar guitar that's ko space fi there will be books ko-fi ko-fi and we have a patreon all set up um yeah which yes yeah, which will kind of be developing that's going to be a, probably like a 2021 project which will kind of Flush, kind of gradually push out more and we have some thoughts and ideas about what kind of content we'll have we'll always have our free podcast where you can hear us ramble about you know getting our books ruining our uh, signed first editions by uh by hiking with them in our backpacks which is still a, a sore subject for me <laughs> it's a sore it's a 
sad, sad time. Uh, Matt, any uh, last words of wisdom for the- uh... one, more, one more thing. Um, oh, When an author, R.J. Jacobs, was kind enough to send oh. us his new book, which I have, and I will say it looks pretty good. It's like okay. a thriller looking thing. I got in the mail. Uh, it's called Somewhere in the Dark. Yeah. It, it actually looks good. After, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We, uh, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, it's always, we're kind of new to this whole world and uh, it's always exciting to actually get, you know, talk to real life authors and, uh, and yeah, book. read their books. Shout out to RJ Jacobs. It's called Somewhere in the Dark, his new book. All right. I think I'm done with The Hobbit. I'm going to turn around and read them. Um, there we go. Somewhere in the Dark. So. All right. And on that note, uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Bye.